0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends 19 million dollars a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: Now we're talking about Auburn fans, you know, being a little delusional about what's going on, and I mean, there's, there's. Going around, in support of Brian Harson. We saw fans at Tumor's Corner showing their support of Brian Harson. It's just a mess. And you can thank the administration for that. But that's part of being a fan. Sometimes your heart outweighs your your mind and your brain. And I feel like some of us are doing it with um, some of us Tennessee fans are doing it a little bit. With, um, this whole police report with Alvin Kamara's arrest. Cause when we first heard about the arrest, it was really hard to believe. Like, come on, man, Alvin laid back. He he not doing anything to anybody unless he's provoked. We, we, We need to see some more details. And then yesterday there were some more details provided and the details does not look good for, um, Alvin and, um, says here in the police report and listen we wouldn't be we would really wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't mention the latest on on Kamara's arrest considering he is a Tennessee volunteer. He's on the back of the Jumbotron. I mean he's on the back of a jumbotron. So you know we wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't bring this up because um he is Tennessee's most recognizable player in in the NFL. So um it says that, according to the police report, the 5th of February, uh, Detective Bone, A. Bone, was assigned to to lead, as lead detective, to investigate the battery of victim Darnell Green. The following describes the response and investigation to the event on the 5th Uh, At 1750 hours, that's 550, right? A call for service was generated at Sunrise Hospital. Darnell Green was the victim in the event and received medical uh, attention for his injuries. So the event, uh, the incident happened at Cromwell Casino at uh, Dryas. After, Club, after Dark Club, which I have not been there before. I've been to Vegas several times, but there's so many different places to go. Uh, no surprise, I haven't been there. The detective spoke in re- to uh, the, the victim in a recorded interview while he was at the hospital. In Green's interview, he was still shaking up and in pain. He was able to uh, recollect the fight and describe one male, but he said it all happened so fast, he couldn't give much more than that. So that one male looks like he described was Alan Kamara. Uh, Green states he was leaving the club for the night and made his way, excuse me, to the elevators. Bless you. Thank you. There was a group of people waiting as he started a conversation with one of them. As soon as the elevator opened, Green and the large party he was speaking with began walking towards the open elevator doors. One male, who would be later identified as Alvin Kamara, put his hand on Green's chest, stopping him from walking into the elevator. Green pushed Kamara's hands off his chest. Green stated he was pushed hard, causing himself to stumble back. After Green was pushed, he states he was being hit and kicked by multiple people and, lose, and, and loses consciousness. The only one that Green can remember is described as a black male in his 20s. He was approximately 5'10", muscular, and had either dreadlocks or braided hair. The suspect was wearing a, either a gray shirt or gray sweater. Green sustained an orbital fracture in his right eye and was told there's a chance he may need surgery. His eye was swollen so much he couldn't open his right eye. So that's... That part of it. The other part of the rest of the report says that on the sixth, after the 2022 Pro Bowl was completed, a recorded interview was done with Kamara inside the stadium. The officer said that I read Kamara his Miranda rights. Kamara responded in uh, in the affirmative to acknowledging his rights and agreed to talk with us. I asked Kamara if he knew why we were talking with him. Kamara stated. He knew why and told us what happened. Kamara said he was with his girlfriend, Tia. His assistant, Reagan, and a couple of his friends being Darren Young and Percy Harris. Oh, see. While they were waiting for the elevator to open so they could leave the club, they were hanging out talking, the elevator opened up, and they started walking in. Kamara remembers Green calling one of uh, friends ugly and then said, I'll whoop your ass too. Kamara said he saw a fight break out. Next to him, he saw Green get punched. Kamara threw a couple punches, thinking the guy was running away. Kamara doesn't remember if he punched Green while he was on the ground. It was a congested area and hard to see what was going on. I presented Kamara with photos from that night. Kamara pointed out himself, Percy, Darren, to give us an idea of of who everyone was. When When asked Kamara why he punched Green. Kamara indicated he thought Green was running away and had done something to his group. So he chased and punched Green several times. The video disputes this, showing that Green was not running away, but had, in fact, just been punched by Khmer's associate, and then Khmer immediately attacked him. So that is the continuation of the uh, report. So it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. When I when we first heard about Kamara getting arrested, when you we when you look at his demeanor and how he was here at Tennessee and how he has been his time in the NFL it just doesn't match. It didn't match up. But I mean, according to a police report, it just it doesn't look good. It, it for Kamara.
2: No, I mean he he should get in trouble for this. It, it's not something that should just ruin his reputation, and I, I don't think it's something that. You know, requires taking his photo off the jumbotron. Like I, I don't think this is the end of the world, and he should just be, uh, just, you know, voted off the island from society. I, it, it's not a horrific thing, but it's not a good thing either. It, it is, it is a bad reflection, and it, and it is a mistake. But hopefully, he he learns from this mistake. And look, the female that he is with. Was the source of a whole lot of drama while she was a a lady Vall here in Knoxville. Is it the same one? Yes. I don't know, man. It is.
1: She was married to Dwight Howard. They broke up.
2: Sure, I don't know. This is Tia Cooper. It is the one that was the lady Valls guard. That is her. They because they knew each other from
1: uh, they're both from Georgia. Girlfriend? She was with Dwight Howard. Same one. She was She's married to Dwight Howard or was married to Dwight Same Howard. Same one.
2: That transferred to – where'd she go before Baylor? She ended up at Baylor. where she go to South Carolina?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's
2: that one. That's that one. And drama has followed her wherever she goes because she is walking drama. She, she caused a lot of drama. They broke up in uh, Dwight, April. Dwight did? Tia
1: and Dwight Howard yeah. broke up in April.
2: A whole lot of, she was the source of a whole lot of drama
1: while she was here in Knoxville with the Lady Vols. Well, that guy lied if she said, if he said Tia was ugly, according to uh, what Alvin said. Quit talking. Just saying, man. Quit talking. He's a liar. He may be
2: a victim. Drama at South Carolina. But he lied. Drama at South Carolina. Drama at Baylor. There's just always something going on in her life, even post-college. And now she's with Alvin. They just started dating somewhat recently. And now, for the first time in years, Alvin gets in trouble? Hmm. What a coincidence. Hey,
1: man. Don't be trying to blame Tia. Alvin went through them, through them hands.
2: I get it. And Alvin, does, I'm not trying to say that. I just, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. But it seems like drama follows that, that lady. And I'd like for Alvin to stay out of trouble. Uh, so, Alvin, look, does deserve to be punished. It's just, it's not something that he just deserves to. Go to jail for a million years for, but it it definitely does not look good on the surface. I mean, it it, it he either lied to the police or, I mean, even aside from from that, I mean, he, he it seems like he just beat up a dude for no reason.
1: I mean, and that's am not. I'm easy. sure there was a a a some 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 back and forth talking, and this like this happens. I mean, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's not worthy of being. Uh, held accountable legally and you know Alvin's going to pay pay a substantial amount for you know the injury because I remember when Tony McDaniel hit a student here on campus and I was a witness so I had to testify and all that like Tony had to pay a whole lot of money to the student because you know he uh, caused some some damage to the to the student's face but you get alcohol you get some dudes talking trash and you get a fight like this. It happens. It happens at football games and baseball games and basketball games all over the country. Again, I'm not downplaying it, Uh, but dudes fighting is happens. (laughs) And Alvin just put himself in a bad, bad situation, bad environment. And I agree. Doesn't mean that you take his picture off the jumbotron. Doesn't mean that you, that you try to disassociate with him. Like you got in a fight. And um, he's stronger than the dude he's fighting because he's a professional athlete. The problem is jumping a dude like that's yeah. that's 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 where and like it videos- crosses the line, right? right. And, and I don't have this statement doesn't give me the the, the details and information to suggest that they fight out jumped him, but like that that would be that wouldn't be good if if you know you you jumped a. a Person that was unarmed and he didn't really provoke you or anything like that. Now, if the guy tried to put his hands on Tia, then I mean, I understand. But, but then it, Alvin say that he pushed one of
2: his associates in the back or something
1: like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, and they have video. When you are at a casino, there, there's <laughs> that, video.
2: TMZ is going to put it out at some point. Oh yeah, <laughs> you are at a casino. I'm surprised it's not already out.
1: When you are in Vegas, you better expect for yourself to be video did you not see oceans 11 12 13 14 <laughs> and 15 this video cameras everywhere mm-hmm. so there's gonna be video to get the truth and I think that's what they looked at and went on and arrested Alvin. so uh, I just hope he has a good good lawyer and he gets past it and it doesn't um define him yeah it doesn't define him he can he can move past it but man dudes dudes fight dudes fight this it, it happens. I've been um, part of fights. I have witnessed fights during my time at, at Tennessee. Coach Former had to deal with a lot of those type of fights that occur between football players and fraternities. And we've had guys getting some serious trouble, and it's part of it. it. It stinks, but as a Tennessee fan, at first, man, we didn't want to—we didn't want to hear. It. We just couldn't believe it. I wouldn't do anything like that. What I mean, man? According to that this report, man. Evan Evan was like Clubber Lane out there. Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Be right back.
3: Hour three of the Swain Event is brought to you by the Low T Center and lowtcenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again? Let us help. Is that as low as you can go?
1: Okay, thank you.
0: The search is over. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com.
1: EventSwainVent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. It is Ben McKee. It is Jason Swain. And most importantly, it is Austin Price who is joining us via the Irish Networks Hotline. His time is brought to you by Jennifer Morris for Killer Williams Realty. AP, good morning, sir. It's Rusty, man. It's Rusty. That's my alias. All right, Rusty. Rusty. How about <laughs> Rusty AP? How, how about we go how about we go with that one?
2: Well you know uh the the rusty that I thought you were when you called in last week. He's actually a a member of the GQ and a frequent poster. What's
4: his what's his hand?
2: I think it's uh I think Rusty zero four zero zero or something like that. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about that.
2: Yeah, that that's uh, the rusty I thought <laughs> that you were when you called in last Tuesday.
1: Austin is is first of all. Let's work on Nico's last name. Okay, I think I think we are at a point where we got to start learning how to say his name correctly because you know Tennessee is gonna have a real shot at Nico. So uh, I think once a week, whenever you come in, we need to work on saying his last name. All right, so go forward.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, Maliaba. Yeah, Maliaba. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, okay, all right. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Is, is or, you say? A, or 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 is us East Tennesseans look at it when we see it, I'm a Leva. That's <laughs> hey man. That's what I've been saying. What what did North Alabama people say, Ben? What do you say?
2: Uh, I'm East Tennessean. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Almost got you. Hey
4: Ben, Ben, when you went for the gender reveal, where was that gender reveal at?
2: At my parents' house to, that out. to uh leave them content
1: in Alabama. Word,
4: Special. Word that North Alabama, got you. Special mm.
1: moments uh for for home, man. That's where the heart that's where the heart is It's at home. Um <laughs> where is Nico on the quarterback board? Because we were talking about this earlier uh in the show. Rivals put out, you know, a little uh, excerpt, a little a little write-up of the top 2023 players and Nico was on there along with Arch Manning and and so we're talking about okay we know Alabama is going to have Arch number one on their board but where where's Nico in terms of the pick and order uh, at quarterback where's Nico on Tennessee's board? Well, I think if you ask,
4: uh, I think if
1: you ask Dante Moore, he's number one on Tennessee's
4: board. I think if you ask. Um, you know, Zena. He's number one on Tennessee's board. If he has Nico, he's number one on Tennessee's board. I think they all feel like they are, but I think Nico is number one on Tennessee's board. Um, you know, I, I think that he has a skill set that is very special, very unique, and um, you know, I, I think that's why Joey has spent so much time going into check, going out to check on him. You know, when coaches could be on the road in December and January. Why Josh Heupel made the trip out there, um, California, back uh, you know the second week, coaches to be on the road in January. So, you know, that's I think he's clearly the top guy on their board. Um, you know, and, and we'll see you know if Tennessee's able to get any kind of like long term traction. They're definitely in it. Uh, There's you know a, a, a while back Tennessee's isn't as good a spot as they could be but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to land the kid. So we'll, we'll see
2: how it goes, but Tennessee's definitely uh, right there. Austin, something else that we were trying to figure out is if Arch Manning is the real deal or is the hype based off of his last name. I know that Tennessee and Arch aren't, you know, in a relationship <laughs> uh, right now, but just kind of curious as to your thoughts on what you have heard about Arch, the football player, and, and if it's the real deal or if, if it's kind of being hyped up off of his last name?
4: Uh, You know, I mean, I think that the Manning name does carry weight. So I think, you know, when he was a freshman and he, you know, started having a few nice games, it spiraled from there because he was the next Manning. You know, um, much like, you know, if one day Peyton's you know, son Marshall becomes a really good quarterback, like Tennessee fans, will salivate at the thought of, of you know, a second Peyton. Um, you know, I think a lot of college football fans are just like, oh, Manning, you know, and, and because NIL and because, you know, uh, different factors, like he's way more gettable for other programs not named Ole Miss. You know, so, um, you know, I think Arch is a really good player. Is he the best quarterback in prospect in the country? I, I don't know about that. I think he's on par with these top guys. Um, and, and then you factor in the name, and I think that probably puts him over the top. But I, I think he's a very good player. I don't think he is uh, only ranked high because of his name.
1: Uh, you spoke with a four-star Keldrick Falk, who uh, took a visit over over the weekend. Um, there's never, never a, a – moment in recruiting where you kind of put your feet up and relax and chill uh now it's all about 2023 2024 Uh, what did you gather from your conversation with the four-star uh player that Tennessee's recruiting in Kendrick Falk
4: well I mean I think Alabama's gonna be a major player there I think um you know anytime you're dipping into the the state of Alabama um being some state um then I, I think that you you know Know that you're going to be in a you know a dogfight to even be in the game, just because you know Alabama is, is on that special run that they've been on for a decade plus. Um, and then you know you know luckily you're really battling Alabama right now because Auburn is in such disarray. Like you know I think that that that's something that you know you can take advantage of. But in the end, like you know how hard does Alabama going to push for Keldrick Falk? He obviously likes Rodney Garner a good bit. You know, he came up here the last weekend. Um, The things were open. And, uh, you know, uh, anytime you can get a kid on your own campus, I think that's positive. You know, I've seen a few people on our site, go, that's a waste of time. Well, I mean, I I think it's not right now. Now, if you're spending a ton of time with with Keldrick Falk come November, December, if he's not off the board by then, then that, that could be perceived as a waste of time if you feel like he's definitely going to Alabama. But uh, right now, he comes to you, spends three or four hours. That's not a waste of time. That's just being smart. I mean, any time you've got highly ranked kids on your campus, that's a positive. So, you know, never a negative uh, if a kid's willing to come see you.
2: How drastic has the recruiting profile of kids that Tennessee is is after changed just within a year? I mean, just kind of comparing now to – at this time last year because i I look left and right and it's a new top 50 top 100 top 200 top whatever player considering tennessee and and we'll see if if it pays off in in the long run and tennessee can can close the deal on some of these guys but um, i mean just the, the level of talent that tennessee seems to be in on early in this class seems to be drastic and i mean it's Pretty obvious why it is drastic, but but still, I mean, it, it seems like a huge step in the right direction in, in terms of improving the overall talent within the program.
4: Well, I, I do think the level of player is different than when Josh Heupel and company first got here, because I think that the, the, the there was such a a cloud over the program that you know the top kids were not going there. I mean, every school recruiting against Tennessee was telling prospects
5: three year ban, four year
4: ban, you know, and like so it's like you know and these again, like as a fan, you know, I, I hear fans all the time say, What's well, stupid? Why would anybody believe that? Parents and kids don't know what to believe. Are you believing the coach that's not on probation? Or are you being believing the program that probably is gonna go on pro, on some type of probation? Like you know what I'm saying? I like you're naturally going to be torn or lean towards what the school is telling you that's not being investigated. And so, um, you know, when Tennessee was able to put most of that behind them, you know, you started to see things pick up dramatically. I I thought, so, you know, I think that's been great for Josh Heifel. They've had success on the field. They've showed an exciting brand of ball. That's been good for Josh Heifel. The, uh, you know, The, you know, kind of bringing about of NIL, that's been a positive for Josh Heifel. Um, You know, again, I think there have been a lot of things that have allowed Tennessee to kind of crawl out of the gutter, you know, in in year one. They've got to keep that going. Um, But, you know, if you think about where we were at this point just one year ago and where we are right now, it is dramatically different in just the feel, the vibe,
1: the whole deal. What are you gathering from recruits in terms of what's going on with with Auburn? Because you, know, you just mentioned it, uh, it, it, it's a it's a dumpster right now with with Auburn, and you know the rule says that you know a player has to make his intentions known before February the first about transferring inside the inside the conference if Auburn. It's
4: less for grad transfer.
1: Yeah, but if like if Auburn fires a coach this week, those players should be able to go anywhere they want to because well, you, you don't fire a coach. In February, normally,
4: I, I I agree with you. Now, here's the real trickle down effect of all of this. So, and again, this is devil's advocate. This is kind of just playing hypothetical. But so let's say Auburn decides to hire Lane Kiffin. What about all the kids that like Jackson Dart, and Michael Frick, and and all the players here J- at Ivy from Georgia Tech? What about all those kids that just transferred into old Miss
2: and come to Tennessee?
4: You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a real trickle down effect if if they were to hire another coach from inside this conference, like Lane. So, like, I'm with you. I think that the conference would have to do something about that because it just puts kids in a tough spot. Like, you're telling, you know, if you're sitting there and you're one of those JUCO DBs and you say, you know, I picked Auburn because I wanted to play for Coach Derek Mason. Well, he left. Then my head coach left or got fired the reason I picked here is not here anymore. Like, why am I bound to this when I've never played a game, when I've literally been on campus for a month? Like, you know, that's, that's where like common to me, a lot of these instances, common sense, common sense lacks, like, you know, I I think there's always a gray area um, with everything that goes on in athletics. Especially college athletics, it's never just as black and white. Sure, the rule is February 1st, but in this instance, I think those players should be given the chance to, especially the midterm enrollees, should be given a chance to um, correct course, so to speak. So, you know, again, will that happen? Probably not, because, again, I think, you know, natural logic goes out the door, but, you know, I think there's a real trickle down effect, especially if, if if Auburn were to to hire Lane. Now, if they don't hire Lane, there's less of a trickle effect, but still,
5: you know, it, it
4: will be interesting to see how all this plays out because in today's modern day transfers and 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 all that stuff, like you're seeing so much change, you know, in a short amount of time that you know if, if things, you know go a certain way it could be really really different for a player who just made a decision you know a mere you know a few weeks ago
2: i have a question about the numbers because the rules confuse me i understand why tennessee is in the situation that it is in but just in general why why can lsu take 13 guys when when there is a rule that indicated you can only take up to seven if seven guys leave
4: because you can if you don't find 25 you can take if, if you sign 12 players, mm-hmm. you can sign 20 transfers. Gotcha. So, like, you know, you don't, does that make sense? Yes. Like, the, the, if you sign, the, the the old rule is everybody's going to sign 25 high score Juco players. Okay. Well, you can replace up to seven transfers as long as the player that left you left, um, you know, Left after semester, in other words, finished semester. So, like Harrison Bailey, who made his, or Brian Mauer, for that matter, Brian Mauer, who made his intentions known in August, he was transferring, continued to go to school, and and left in good academic standing. So, technically, he can be one of the seven replaced to add to add to that twenty five number. But again, most people aren't signing twenty five; they're signing eighteen; they're signing twenty. You know, and so thus you can go out and replace them with up to thirty-two total players, as long as you have people leaving in good academic standing.
1: Gotcha. LSU, according to rivals, was 14th in the country in the recruiting rankings, and they signed only 15. Gotcha. So
4: they could sign 17. How many did they get? How would you say they get? Uh, last I saw, they're up to 13. Okay, so you know, again, you have to stay under the 85.
2: But that, that's where it's at. So, if really, can, you can sign up to 32.
4: Well, you can sign 25 high school players. You can't sign 32 high school
2: players. Right, 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 right. I'm saying, like, 32, like, kind of when you combine. Like, Tennessee could have signed 25 high school guys and then gone out and if, got seven they, transfers.
4: Like, a year ago, when Tennessee had all the people leave mm-hmm. it makes it where, like, you know, if a coach leaves and a bunch of players leave, the new coach can replace the players and isn't like stricken with having to go with 64 scholarship players. Like you can, you can quickly, I mean, think about it, like Tennessee, even with the, you know, self-imposing X number of scholarships, they've done it in a way where, you know, they basically bit the bullet in your one and your one is August to May of this year. So like, once you know May gets here, Tennessee can go hit the portal hard. They can be back to a full eighty-five when when they kick off in the fall, and 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 will have their their scholarship reductions behind them because they handled it a certain way because they decided okay. And again, all the fans, why are we not why are we not getting this guy? Why are we not getting that guy? <laughs> because it's all been part of hey, let's go ahead and get this behind us instead of doing you know four or five a year for three years. Let's go ahead and get them all behind us. We were already so far under anyway. Let's go ahead and bite the bullet now, and we'll make a, a late run in the post-spring practice wave of portal players. And so Tennessee added Gerald Mincy, and they were planning on adding Isaiah Nayer because of numbers. It was still going to keep them under what they were what they were going to self-impose. Um you know, Nader ends up going to Texas. So Tennessee's technically under even what they were going to self-impose, but, you know, Tennessee will be able to go out and add players post spring, and then they should be back or could be back if, if they get enough players to the full 85 come, come fall. And, and, and to me, that's a great sign for Josh Heifel to go ahead and get most of, or get really all of that stuff behind. Him.
1: Austin Price, com Uh, a lot of the early enrollees are, are here, 13 out of uh, the 2022 class. What have you heard, heard from that group so far? I know it's just February, but hey, man, they've been here for uh, a couple weeks now. So uh, any anything that you've heard about who has done a good job so far in their um, young career?
4: Well, I mean, you're just talking about winter workouts. But, I mean, you know, what did guys come in looking like? I mean, obviously, we've talked about Justin Williams at the 215. But even a guy like, you know, Caleb Webb comes in at, you know, basically 200 pounds. And, you know, we'll we'll get to work in the weight room, you know, and, and physically be way ahead of the game. Whereas, like, you know, for a white, for a white's tiny, you know. And they're shoving, you know, you know steak and rice. Reese Cup, and everything else in front of that right now trying to get him to put on weight.
2: You middle of the night, 3 a.m.
4: That's exactly right. You know, so, um, you know, again, I think the biggest thing is what the kids look like when they get here. Um, You know, Addison Nichols, you know, weighing about 315. Um, It's a good 315, I think. I mean, Jason, we saw him out for the locker room the other night. He did not look sloppy at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that doesn't mean he's going to play right away either. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is, like, you have to combine – physicality and where you are physically with what you can handle mentally. You know, just because you're big doesn't mean mentally you can handle it. Just because you're smart doesn't mean physically you're able to, you know, hold up. So, you know, they've got to see what guys can kind of do that tightrope of being able to handle, you know, mentally and and handle it physically. And, you know, that's something I think you'll find, you know, more out of once spring practice starts after spring break, which will be the weekend or the week of uh, March 21st.
1: Oh, man. I was thinking about that the other day, you know, wondering how close we were to, to, to spring ball starting. So uh, I know the stadium is going through their renovations and spring game is going to be outside of Knoxville. But, man, looking forward to spring, Austin. And, uh, man, appreciate your, your time. I think we covered most of everything that's going on right now. and um, it's, it's wild
2: how quiet things are in Knoxville compared to well, you, the last couple of coaches and what's going on at Auburn. It's like, well, I think we covered everything. I mean, there's only like a handful of things to talk about. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, it, it is rather boring right now. I yes. agree. Um, but to me, that's not a bad thing. We've had we've had hell on wheels for, you know, so many years to not have any coaching changes, to not have, you know, to not have anything going on. It, it, it is a nice change of pace. And instead, we're, you know, we're seeing Tennessee's basketball team uh, – you know seemingly improved by the day we're seeing uh tennessee baseball get ready to uh you know you know throw the first pitch on their season and you know and and again um you know you you're, you've got a slow build up to spring practice which starts later this year because of the renovations to neil and stadium
2: i i did mean to ask you have you heard any feedback uh on the three vols that were at the senior bowl
4: yeah i, I was i was told uh you know, Cade Mays did himself a lot of, of a favor. I mean, again, I thought the biggest thing Cade did during his college career was he showed versatility. He played all five positions in his time at Georgia and at Tennessee. He was able to do some of that at down to the Senior Bowl. And honestly, because, I think mean, Cade was very hungry going down there because he wasn't invited originally. And he was in addition because of someone else's subtraction. And I, I thought went down there. Motivated and played well, uh, you know. Bayless Jones at the skill set, and because of his work on special teams, and then again versatility in the secondary for Elante Taylor, uh, who can play corner uh, or safety at the next level, depending on you know kind of what each team envisions
1: for him. Good stuff, AP. Good stuff, man. How can um, how how can people, man, follow your work, Ben's work? You guys got any deals going on over there, at Vault Quest? People can. Tap into all the information that you guys put out each and every day. No deals going on right now. Just nine ninety five a month,
4: and uh, you get to uh, you get to see Big Ben. You know, cover the baseball team coming up here in a few weeks, and you know Rob Lewis covering the basketball team, and you know we'll have it uh, cranked out for football.
1: Sounds good, AP man. Thanks so much for for your time.
4: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Jennifer Morris brings us awesome price here on the program each and every week, talking recruiting Tennessee football, Tennessee athletics, the, the latest with AP. Give Jennifer Morris a telephone call if you are looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. 865 257 7897 or shoot her email. That email is Jennifer Morris at 865, uh, Jennifer Morris 865 excuse me at gmail.com. Again, Jennifer Morris, 865 at gmail.com. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio. Be right back.
3: Hour three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and lowtcenter.com Center.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go?
5: Okay, thank you.
0: The search is over.
5: Good morning, Swain Event crew. The new year is here, and it's the 2022 East Tennessee real estate season. As I always do, I'm going to shoot straight with you. If you have a home to sell, then you need to give me a call ASAP. Inventory is low, and I will get you the most money possible and more than you think trying to sell it on your own. If you are a seller that also needs to buy a home, you need to call me ASAP as there are ways I can help you manage that situation and stay in your home until we find what you want. If you are looking to buy, you need to call me ASAP. You absolutely need someone on your side to help navigate the current waters, and you need someone that's going to do their homework and find homes that aren't on the market yet. Bottom line, you need to call me today ASAP. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, if you are buying, selling, or considering investing in real estate this year, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon, and go balls!
1: JC's tree and landscaping service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. J.C.'s will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with the fly-by-night service. J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer.
0: more and more Tennessee businesses are switching to iris networks for reliable local high quality high speed business fiber internet iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days iris also offers next generation business phones with work from anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app with local sales support and service iris is a partner in the community Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses.
1: Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and lowtcenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Power 3 is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Reinvented Men's Health Care, 953 on a Tuesday. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Swain Event Fueled by Day and Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. There's a lot of people talking about testosterone. You see the commercials. You see uh, everyone popping up with different clinics and things like that. But do your homework. Make sure that you go to a provider that you trust. And I recommend the Low-T Center. I've been going for several years. They specialize in men's wellness. They check all of your levels, not just your testosterone. They determine the cause of any symptoms that you are having and whether you are candid for Low-T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Annual health assessment is typically uh, completely covered by health insurance and it is thorough checking everything from PSA uh, which is your prostate levels, thyroid, liver, kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels and more. Go to LowTCenter.com for more details and Center has affordable convenient options for treating low testosterone including monitored self-inject treatments that are shipped directly to your home. com for more details. Let's get to uh, Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning.
6: Turkey Man, you there? Yeah, I'm I trying to get this speaker off. I, that phone, uh, I had a new set of earplugs, and and the uh, time I get it off of it, sometimes that it, uh, it, uh, technology catches me uh, off guard. All right. And, uh, I'm pushing buttons, and 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 uh, and uh, I sometimes have problems with that. Anyhow, I was going to ask you guys. Uh, I know, uh, uh, Swain, you become an expert in the uh, baseball over the last year. Just hanging and, out with Ben. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, what tell us, tell, tell us about? I know you you talked about it in you know a few weeks ago. I think uh, about that uh, player coming from. Uh, Vanderbilt, that uh, pitcher, and I understand he pitches in the, in the mid, upper 90s, and he's had some injury uh, deals. Uh, is the uh, transfer the uh, same, same with baseball as it is with football? you got one-time transfer, and how's that working? How'd that work?
1: Whatever being said. <laughs> uh, it,
2: it does work at the same as uh, the other sports turkey man but his situation is a little bit different because he transferred mid-semester. So he he is going to have to receive uh, a waiver uh, from the NCAA, and, and they're still waiting to hear back uh, from the NCAA as to whether he'll be available. Uh, he, he's a righty, and he, he didn't pitch a ton at Vanderbilt, but when he did pitch, he was effective. Uh, last year, he only pitched... Uh, eight times, 12 innings, and uh, did pitch in the NCAA tournament against Wright State, against uh, Illinois-Chicago, against uh, Presbyterian. So he he does have some NCAA tournament experience. And his numbers do look good. It's just he hasn't really pitched against the the SEC a a ton. Uh, He he has been viewed as a draft prospect in the past. So if if he can become eligible, I'm I'm real curious to see what – he brings to the table and and how Tennessee uses him I don't think he'll be used as a starter uh, if if it worked out I mean I think he could be a starter but I I think he'll be one of the top options out of the bullpen Uh, Tony Vitello said last week that he has good quality off-speed pitches and I know you know what off-speed pitches are but for Mm -hmm. those who do not know what off-speed pitches are change-ups curveballs Aka not your fastball. Uh, so he has good mm-hmm. secondary pitches and is real efficient there. And and Tony Vitello was uh, a big fan of just the fact that he knows what the SEC baseball is all about. So we'll see how he's used. And and Tony was pretty blunt saying that I don't really know him all that well yet because he just got here and uh, he has pitched well in scrimmages when given the chance. But uh, well, Tony and him and the the pitching staff was was still trying to get a feel for him just because he is so new. And uh, so th- that's a big question mark, but it's a it's a nice addition uh, on the surface for sure.
6: You think he would possible to fit in the three spot?
2: No. I don't I think he'll come out of the bullpen. I think uh, with Blade Tidwell out due to injury, I think your Friday night starter will be Chase Dolander. I think you're and he's a transfer from Georgia Southern, and funny enough, his first appearance at, at Tennessee will be against Georgia Southern next weekend. But uh, I, I think he'll be your, your your top guy without Blake Tidwell in there. Uh, Camden Sewell, I think he, he'll be your number two guy. And then Chase Burns, a freshman, will be your number three guy. And he is kind of Blake Tidwell 2.0. Uh, a, a freshman coming in from the mid-state, throws really hard, uh, would have been drafted in the first round uh, had he not committed to coming to school. Uh, so he's kind of... Going to be this year's Blade Tidwell. So Chase Dolander, Camden Sewell, Chase Burns. I think will be your starting rotation next weekend and until Camden or uh, until Blake Tidwell comes back.
6: Well, Ben, I, I'd like to force four years out and maybe get out on the on the porch or a place to come hang out with you on a game. We go to dead end barbecue and go out and take in a game and let's make it happen. Just, man, yeah, man, I, I, I I'll I'll be I on the porch. I, I
2: can I can swing it if you come for a midweek game when. On the, the yeah, Tuesday
6: games, yeah, that's what it'd have to be for me too because yeah. of my schedule. Yeah, uh, we can make it Wednesday, happen. Wednesdays, Wednesdays, and and Sundays is pretty rough, and sometimes on on Saturdays there's certain things they have to take care of. But anyhow,
2: yeah, we'll try
6: to make uh, it happen. And uh, but anyhow, I'd love to do that. Uh, uh, go hang out. Uh, uh, any changes on the fields this year? Uh, that's it's going to be different.
2: Yes, 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 and thank you for the phone call turkey man about to hit the top of the hour in three seconds uh but there's a double deck now a a makeshift double deck porch that is that is out there in left field so until they can build a a real pretty one like mississippi state has uh it's kind of a makeshift double deck and it's been a point of conversation for the players and and who's going to be the first one to hit one over it uh in a game so, that, that'll be the main difference that you see. Uh, I think also the, the bleachers may be down the left side line, the left side line, the the left field foul line, uh, and until they can get some permanent ones in there too. So, so nothing major. The, the big renovations have been underneath the stadium where they, they've they really uh, renovated kind of where the players interact and, and work out and, and
1: get stuff done. On the way, baby. We on the way. Arkansas, Ole Miss. On the way.
2: Don't make me fight you this morning.
1: <laughs> oh man. Thanks for all the great messages on Text Box. Uh Jan Jackson Super Bowl halftime <laughs> from SDF All was number one in his his book or her book. Um Ben was joking about you know the Chimera and blaming it on Tia Cooper. He was joking. Uh John K says Ben already sounded like a dad. Saying that the girl is bad news. That's there you right. go. There you go. That's right. Uh, OG triple OG. Did Matthew Butler stock improve at the East West uh, All Star Game? Absolutely. He was the best one there, according to reports. And uh, SC VFL, yes, Tia Cooper played it. Uh, Baylor, South Carolina, and in Tennessee. So uh, that's 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 Alvin Kamara's boot. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Tomorrow, Tennessee, Mississippi State got a nice slate of games tonight inside of the conference. So we'll be back tomorrow to talk about it all. It's Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love.